Welcome to another Creative Spin Podcast, the podcast that we take creativity from life to business to everything in between, and we have a conversation right here. So today's episode, I sat down with two teachers, I sat right in between them, and I asked them questions about technology and new media and how they integrate that with today's school system and how it all works. Is it working okay? Is it not? Are there little tips and tricks that they can... mm, I'm not going to say anything else. I think you guys have to listen to this. Hope you guys like it. I feel like I'm a little bit on the dark side here. No? (laughs) Is that a Star Wars comment? Hey. Hey now. Hello. 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 All right. So you guys... uh, you guys are comfortable with uh, talking about school. Yeah. Sure. All right. So welcome to another episode of Creative Spin Podcasts. And today I have Anna and Adriel, the two teachers. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Two teachers here. I'm having my, chi- my childhood <laughs> nightmare. <is> just... <laughs> no, we're but, good. We're I good. Get it. Go we're on. good. You love it. Um, so yeah, welcome. Why, why nightmare? Thank you. Well, you know, as as a as a student, it was um, you know uh, the relationship I had with teachers was a interesting. One. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but we're here today to talk about uh, how we can spin <laughs> the whole educational um, topic around in regards to how you guys teach in high school because you bo- you're both high school teachers forgot mm. to mention that um and i was curious to find out how you are using technology and software to uh to teach your classes start and, uh, adriel adriel okay <laughs> yeah. adriel go like well how do you see this whole um this whole thing of of um the youth they they seem to be very in tune with uh with technology it's oh. always it's always around them. Well, right, and the group that we're dealing with now, I don't think they really have a living memory of a non-digital world, right? I mean, so they're these yeah. guys are born what two thousand at the at the no even not even two thousand four is our grade nines now. Right, so yeah. we're looking at four through the early two thousand. So okay. when the first smart you know yeah. when that I, just made me feel old. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. So you you don't know how we feel. There you go. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the iPhone was oh seven, wasn't it? Something thereabouts. Like that. So okay, they, they don't really have a sense of a world where they don't have that level of connectivity all the time. That's kind of crazy, guys. Yeah. Have yeah, you thought is. about that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys must, uh, yeah, well, keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it has its benefits, but I think it's also alarming. Like, if you were in your most formative years just being bombarded with media that was relatively superficial, like, that can do things to your attention span, to your ability to build a habit for slow, reflective thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit problematic, but... Uh, that doesn't mean that you can't use this technology that they're already saturated with and try to channel it for some bigger educational outcomes, right? But do you find that the kids are actually utilizing this technology nowadays to their advantage as they could? Or as they should. Or as they should? Because, <laughs> um, Sorry, because I have a feeling that they're not. It's almost like they know that all the information is right there at the, you know, available to them 24-7. Mm-hmm. So... They don't need to use it. It's there, right? Do you feel that in class? It, it, in depe- it depends on the on the student. I think uh, there are some students that are just curious. Um, 
and yes, they use it to their advantage. Um, a lot of times they also use it to, because it's the easy way out. For example, mm -hmm. I, I teach French um, and it drives me crazy that every assignment they submit goes through Google Translate. Oh, the oh, good yeah. old Google Translate. And, mm. and it's a dead giveaway though. Like how, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how do you... Uh, do they write in class? Yes, but not every assignment can be written in class. Mm -hmm. Do I, and, and this is going back to your question, can, can I catch that? Yes, because a lot of times they don't even bother to edit. So if they misspell a word in English, that misspelled word in English is in my French paragraph. Uh, yeah, but but would they be able to edit it? I mean, if they don't, if they're using Google Translate, well, an English word with. in the middle of a French paragraph, I think so. Mm. <laughs> but uh, well, they might think it is a French uh, <laughs> accent on the word. I don't know. I don't know. But then there are others <laughs> that do use it uh, well and 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 do present but, a lot of research, I guess. Let's, yeah. look, let's look at the positive side. So mm. let's say I'm a student and I, you know. French isn't my my strong point, so I will use Google Translate to start things off, and then and that's you fine. Know, and then and then start editing. So, I'm I, the, I, 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 but that's fine. I'm the first one to say that. Use it, but translate words. Do not translate sentences. Mm. The, the the there's a few ones that became extremely famous, and one of them is the in English to get it has. I don't know how many different translations into French. So, for example, um, there was one dialogue that was being presented in my class where the student was telling the other one, get lost. And, and they wrote get lost on Google Translate. They didn't have to tell me they did because they came up as obtenir perdu. Ah bah oui. And that means nothing. Like, to obtain the lost is nothing. So I looked at them and I said, was that Google Translate? Well, it was the first thing that showed up. Of course it was, because it translated get and then the word lost, lost right? Yeah. So it did not translate the expression. And there's many others like that. Let that me ask you guys up, a right? question. I kind of know the answer, but I have to I have to ask it anyways. Like, are is the school system uh, helping these kids nowadays to uh, to learn uh, with the new technology that we have? with the new hardware, the new software, the new social platforms, all of that. Is there anything implemented nowadays in schools that, that are helping kids, you know, evolve in this world? Because this is the world we live in nowadays. I mean, this whole thing of people bashing digital media and and, uh, and phones and internet and all this this stuff. And I know I know we we, we were talking before uh, well, while we were having dinner uh, that we wouldn't go too dark here. But just to give a little glimpse, is it happening? Is it not? Uh, is it something that you wish that there would be more um, towards teaching kids the right way with the right technology? More technology in the classroom, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> you could enhance the infrastructure for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I mean, ultimately, it's about, it's not like technology is inherently mm -hmm. problematic or beneficial. It's about how you use it and you how integrate. you sort of, yeah. you're right. So here's this new tool. Whether it's going to benefit you in any serious educational way is going to depend on how you're guided in the use of it. Mm -hmm. And to ensure that it doesn't sort of take the place of the careful, slow, reflective thinking that is required for some kind of authentic learning experience. Because you can't, I mean, you can Google like a, an isolated fact, but you can't Google uh, a sophisticated argument. I mean, it could be someone else's argument, but you can't internalize it just because you got the text. Critical thinking, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like the actual underlying process, intellectual and moral, like you can't uh, have the tech do that for you. Mm -hmm. um, so... 
it's more there's a greater danger with this kind of technology that they just don't even bother to try to develop those skills. So there's more onus on the teacher to try to push them in that direction because they're already, they think that they don't have to or they don't even know what that missing skill is sometimes. So you find that the school itself, the system itself isn't pushing that way, but it's more about the individual teacher that mm-hmm. if he or she is more up to date with uh, what what's going on in, in terms of tech and, and, and what's out there, that teacher then takes up that responsibility. Well, that's ultimately where it happens. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the board has some sense of, I mean, well, you know, they know what the technological landscape is like and what kids have access to. Uh, how much they're going to provide at public expense is, is one question. But in, in any case, to sort of encourage you to make use of whatever is provided and try to get the kids to use their own devices for educational purposes too, mm-hmm. which you can do uh, by way of Google Classroom or various other apps. So there are okay. ways that you can have their phone be useful in the classroom and not just a thing that's distracting them. But uh, you have to sort of be on top of that, especially since they're so used to using it for distraction. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah. use uh, yeah. Google Classroom. I do. Um, yes. And you integrate that with the with the kids. I mean, they I they're, do. Yeah. they're able to use their phones to um, mm-hmm. and, and or, in, in or, the or very computers, right? interesting, funny way, I guess. Uh, I it, I don't have issues with them using the phone because a lot of times the problem is, of course, they're on Snapchat and whatever. Well, else I was doing. just going to ask, what about that big fear that every you you hear this on on any debate? I listen to a lot of talk radio. I don't know why, uh, uh, <laughs> because uh, I do. Uh, and and every single time this this topic comes up, there are always parents calling in saying that they're going to get distracted, that they're not going to do their work, that. You know, all these apps are going to distract them. Da, 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 da. It, it always kind of, it's always the same conversation. Do you feel that that's going to be, that that is the case? Or or if you keep them busy enough and interested enough. It's a risk, mm-hmm. but it's not inevitable. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, techno- the tech- merely using the technology won't yield distraction. It depends on how much sort of discipline is uh, is present in the room and how you are guiding them to use that tech for whatever classroom purpose you have. Exactly. Because a lot of these callers, they even say, hey, listen, you should completely ban phones no, in the school. Ridiculous. You're right. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's reactionary. And yeah. it, it comes mm-hmm. from not being, I guess, uh, concretely in contact with what it's like to be in mm-hmm. a classroom full of these phones. I mean, even if you tried, like it would be a waste of energy. You'd spend your entire period trying to put the phones out yeah. of commission and get nothing else done. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I and mean, I what, agree. And I, then what stops the it. child from not falling asleep listening to you? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now we're getting into something <laughs> yeah. else, I think. And, and, this, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and we've had that conversation before as well. It, I think that kids nowadays, uh, the youth, they, they, they've been brought up in a, in, with all this technology. Their lives go by a lot quicker in the sense of things are quick for them. The, well, it's online, what, what Adriel said, right? That they were born into this fast-paced exactly. they, society. They'll right? jump onto their phone, to yeah. their computer. Mm-hmm. They're playing games at, at like hyper speeds. Mm-hmm. And they get to the classroom and it's almost like... It's a, Charlie it's Brown. A, <laughs> yeah, there's like a time warp. <laughs> yeah. it's, they're in a different dimension. So if you guys are not, you know, if you, if you don't use the technology and try to keep up with that rhythm, they're really going to fall asleep, no? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. What kind of apps are you using in class? Um, well, I because of t- teaching French as a second language, I use Kahoot a lot because it allows me to... Kahoot? Kahoot. K-A-H-O-O-T. We're going to try to have uh, like a, a little screen show up somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it, it for French, it's it, you can use it for anything, really. 
but it's um, it's an app that allows you to create a, a quiz. You can mm-hmm. create as many questions as you want, and it's a multiple choice uh, quiz. Okay. Um, and so the students have access to it. They can either download the, the app, or and all of them actually have the app because they like it, or they can just go on and play online. Um, and then they get a code, and with that they have access to my particular quiz, and then they just play it. And uh, so you control everything, all I the do. questions, all the answers, yes, and then at yeah. the end of this, so I they, get you to use, see the results. Yeah. You use your phone to set everything up, and then on I use their the computer. End, it's easier for me, or the computer, but, it can be the but phone. you could use your phone. Yeah, right? yeah, anything. And I then bet. they see the questions. They have to answer, and then at the end of all these questions, you can actually I get a report, get a report on how, right? how they did, how many they got wrong, and it allows me, it's good feedback to know where I need to focus my attention. So if they all know the present tense, I know I don't need to spend a lot of time teaching the present tense. Now, do you think that like that kind of yeah. app works well, I think, for French or, or languages? Do it you think it will... For anything for that anything? doesn't require the critical thinking, right? Mm, so okay. Just knowledge. trying to build a memory yeah, base. that knowledge. Like to right? encode some memory exactly. so you've got quick access to the grammatical information yeah. or coding information, depending on what kind of course you're doing. Mm-hmm. If this is like just a body of material that you've got to in, get in there, then that sort of trivia-based yeah. approach is really engaging and it activates their competitiveness, mm-hmm. like exactly. you were saying earlier. Yeah. And that can, as long as it's good nature, that can be really energizing and just yeah. direct their attention. Uh, and so it's, it. it's like, right. Yeah. So it's like a more sophisticated form of what flashcards used to be when you're just exactly. trying to get stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and, but, and, and, but let's say yeah. in, 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 you teach English now? Uh, uh, mostly, yeah. Mostly yeah. these days, yeah. Do you feel like that would, uh, that kind of app or something similar to that would, would help in your class? If it were English as like a second language, then sure. But mm. since at the, most of the courses I'm teaching is like literary uh, engagement. That's why. That, it it's not, not as relevant, right? Do you have any apps that you use with your kids? I or? haven't found... I found that tech, because uh, I'll do some history courses too, and I find that it's um, more useful there, especially to create like a steady flow and structure of content with a lot of visuals and just sort of rich media to help get these ideas in rather than just talking about, you know, Churchill. We see a picture of him, we hear a recording of him. Like mm-hmm. I, was, I was going over... Uh, it just becomes more interactive. Well, right, yeah. yeah. Just a um, sort of more uh, richer sensory experience. So uh, I was going over the... Um, the invasion of, or not the invasion, the attack on Pearl Harbor. I was like, well, okay, this I can just pull up YouTube and we can hear uh, the, the American president declaring war on the mm-hmm. Japanese Empire and the Congress like applauding him for it. Exactly. So it, make, it gives it this life mm-hmm. uh, that you can't, no matter how, many, how animated you are at the front of the room, you're not going to replace that experience, mm-hmm. right? You can try to act it out. Well, sure you could, and that's fun. <laughs> but then, and, and, and why not? If you've got that in you, then deliver it, and then they can compare it with the recording, and then that adds an extra dimension, too. But uh, so the, t- the tech is there to make, especially to make the past live, and to give some, just a lot more to look at and hear to supplement the basic content that you're having a conversation about. In, in, with literature, it's useful to that degree, too, but just not as... Um, critical I think or it hasn't been in my experience mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there isn't a role for tech in the literary or in the humanities more generally uh, outside of history but uh, it's more immediately obvious to me to use it in a history context yeah for sure yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, since we're talking about this uh, this contrast here of uh, digital versus uh, good old-fashioned books mm-hmm. we were as we were talking before we sat down here uh, you we were talking about examples of when uh, textbooks could just become something that resides online mm-hmm. versus um, probably spending thousands copy, yeah. of dollars in in buying textbooks that will be outdated. We were talking about uh, civics, civics here, uh, yeah. which will be outdated next year because politics or, or change in the near or, future, or in the yeah. Near f- yeah, yeah. at least within the four year yeah, yeah. span. 
Um, give me your your two cents on that. Like, where do you draw the line? Where do you think that it, it should it should be already in in a digital format or where it should actually stay? And I'm doing this because you guys kind of teach a little bit different uh, in terms of the subject line. Mm -hmm. You were mentioning that for. You know, if you want to read Shakespeare, right? I you mean, want a book. Yeah, there's just there's right? some extra um, value to the tactile experience, and it's not going to change. Well, that's it. And as I a, mean, as a reader, I, I yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it just it, it, because if you're when you're reading literature, it's mm -hmm. something about the drama of the human experience, mm -hmm. and to have as many of your senses active in engaging that, I think, is more uh, affecting than just having it on a screen. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. But then on your end. You Again, also. if if I'm teaching a novel, same thing. I I, I like True. feeling that, and 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 I have this. I don't know if it's a nasty habit or not of grabbing a pencil and just writing on the margins my thoughts. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave that up. There. So I, I I and so I could do that on an iPad, obviously, but it just doesn't. It's not the same. Yeah, it doesn't thing, feel right? right. And and uh, and and I'm I'm speaking from. I, I love technology, but I kind of always yeah. go back to the I, book. And I have books on my iPad when I'm traveling. They're awesome. Yeah, there, there are know, moments that, sure, fine, it helps. It's it's there. Why not? But I do like that feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's a textbook such as like the civics one or, or even grammar, I'm okay with it being available online and not having to carry that humongous uh, book all the time. It gets ruined a lot of times. Um, in many cases, out of 20 chapters, I teach two or three that are relevant to the curriculum. So I see it as a waste uh, of money um, mm. where if you have the online uh, access to, th then it becomes different because you get, you know. I, I, I honestly, and this is from somebody that's on the outside, uh, I kind of get a feeling that the money that's spent on things like those kind of books that you know have to be replaced every so often i think those that money could be easily spent on tech oh, sure. oh, for and, sure. and actually save money i think in the long run yeah, yeah in the long run you're going to save a lot of money mm. do you feel like what's the future of of high school or school in, hmm. in general what do you what what's going to happen in uh 2040 in terms of budgetary priorities or in just the overall educational education experience? what do you what do you foresee because of of all of this tech that we have nowadays will teachers be at home teaching to a class uh in africa or australia and to many different classes because you can do you, what do you what do you feel about that i think there's like an analogy with what we were talking about in terms of print material and online material so it's more convenient if you have distance learning you can bring mm -hmm. a bunch of other people whose schedules won't align for actually going to the same place at the same time so that should come into supplement but uh you don't want it to utterly replace the in-person face-to-face human experience because that is irreplaceable mm -hmm. and so uh as a convenience the tech can be relied on but i wouldn't think of it as what's going to replace the live human experience mm -hmm. yeah no i feel the you same feel the way. same yeah i do i do feel though that we need to change um the uh, was i too far from that yeah, I, do a little feel, bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we need to change the Here you um, go. i'll fix this for you thank you the the tradition i guess the traditional setting of the classroom uh in terms of 
and I do this a lot. I move things around. I don't like the rows and them looking at me. And I think it needs to be more interactive in that sense of um, if I don't have a big class, I usually one day is a U shape if I have time. Uh, the desks are like a U shape or a circle or I just feel... Are you trying to be creative? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give it a creative spin, I guess. But, uh... Danger. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know, Adriel. Any thoughts? I really, I, I don't know where it's going. I really don't. The tech, uh, I think, is going to yeah. become more prevalent, more normative. But, mm -hmm. There's going to be a greater challenge to ensure that the skills of slow, reflective thinking don't get lost mm -hmm. in the convenience of technology, uh, and that the tech is is there in an ancillary way. It's not replacing the live human experience, and it's not replacing the heavy work of actually internalizing ideas and processing your thoughts. Um, so tech is great as long as it's used wisely. Mm -hmm. And it'll be more prevalent uh, just because that's the way things are going. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there'll, there'll be a greater challenge to, to encourage these sort of slow thinking skills uh, as you see more and more like younger generations who are maybe they don't have as much of an intuition for it because they've been bombarded with sound bites in digital form since the consciousness. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so you get used to just jumping from image to image, media to media. But that doesn't build as much of a habit for sort of slow, reflective thinking. So I think they're going to be at a greater disadvantage mm -hmm. as we see these younger kids come up. And I'm already seeing that trend maybe over the last and 14 years. And but because the future teachers. But, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's <laughs> you touched on where I was going. These, in in 20 years from now, these students of today, they're going to be the, the, the teachers. I mean, obviously, you guys are going to still be kicking around and doing some damage. <laughs> yeah. On some level, mm -hmm. yeah. At some level. Uh, but but I, I kind of predict that because these now kids and then teachers uh they're going to bring that that upbringing of, of of being online all the time and having information in a different way i think that ultimately will change the way that they teach so i think school i think we're going to see a different kind of schooling i don't know i i kind of predict that we won't see long hours in school like we see today i think that like a lot of it will be done from from school or from sorry from from home possibly uh just because i i kind of feel like uh commute times are mm -hmm. terrible as it is sure and in 30 years unless uh we get some more uh automated uh cars and 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 things get a little bit more organized it's going to be difficult to move around i mean just to go to school is going to be like an, a whole ordeal so why wouldn't you just do it from home i don't know it's there's there's all these little nuances i don't know what uh, you can add convenience but if you try to have the technological situation utterly replace the human live situation no, i wouldn't say I would, all the way yeah, yeah no, no there's still got to be a core of like lived face-to-face -to -face experience yes because uh, no tech can substitute for that Really? Well, like, we don't know yet. I, I mean, think we do. I mean, unless I mean, unless we end up with an AI that is effectively a human person yeah, and yeah. isn't just a sophisticated algorithm. If it's like a full-on person, then yeah. fine. Capable but, of thinking. Yeah, but at that yeah, point, yeah. then we're not. I mean, calling it technology would be even maybe like an adequate label. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. whatever emerges <laughs> as a person with a technological base. Well, hopefully we'll be around to, to yeah. and look back at this recording and, and see how wrong we were. There we go. Right? Yeah, right. Because What's it gonna be Skynet? Know? Or like, maybe right. It's gonna be Skynet. You know? You know? Beam me up. Let's you know, you just never know. You beam me to school and yeah. there you go. So now all and of a that sudden I would love that'd be great. And then you, you know? still get the impersonal stuff, you just transport to school. It's amazing. Good, like, 
you know? Yeah. That would that be amazing. That'd love. be amazing. <laughs> amazing, right? Just beam me up. And I wouldn't mind Scotty. working with data, but yeah. that's a different story. <laughs> you can show up to your philosophy class and argue whether you're the same person now that you were when you were beamed out of home or are you someone else. I mean, this is an opportunity. Yeah. It's a teachable moment. I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, speaking of, we're obviously talking about Star Trek. For yeah. those of you who were a little bit lost in all of this uh, <laughs> conversation, which you shouldn't, but... That's Adrian's mm. expertise, That's even though another. I love Star Trek. <laughs> um, last question is, how well do you guys, uh, do you think teachers are relating to students nowadays? Like, are they living in so much of a different world that you guys can't relate anymore? Or is this a generational thing that always keeps on happening? Uh, you know, because we've seen this before and we, I think we'll keep on seeing it. But uh, at, at what level are we right now between, you know, being able to, um, to understand the student in, in their world? And do you think they, they understand our world? And when I say ours, they, we're sure. the older guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you feel about that? Mm. <laughs> mm, the silence. The, I mean, there are huge differences in across the generations. It's primarily based Cause, cause on the technological. Things have been moving really fast. Really like. fast. Really fast. Uh, so I think the thing that you can always sort of, it takes maybe a bit more work if you don't all have the same frame of reference or if the generational differences are so vast, it's so hard to connect. What you have to sort of try to get at is the stuff that's always the same. Just the, the situation of being a human in the world with a set of needs and desires and frustrations and that's relatable if you're alive, doesn't matter when you were born and what the mm -hmm. tech is. True. So if you can drill down to that common universal human element, that's what's going to bind you or connect you to these kids who are otherwise in a totally different world. And all, yeah. that, all those other differences, as vast as they are, are kind of secondary. You can all realize mm -hmm. we have this same common situation of being people that everyone has. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget that you were once who they are now right you were once there yeah and but but it, I, I i did mention how quickly things have changed and i think true. that even like from our generation to our parents generation the gap even though there was a gap mm -hmm. it wasn't such a big gap i think the world has evolved so much quicker in the last 10 to 15 years and you just said it your kids now are starting uh they were born in 2004 the green lines yeah so mm -hmm. they were they were brought into this world full of technology already. Mm -hmm. There was a different world. And look, just think about it. In 2004, oh, yeah. I, I think and it, now, it's also, it, it's, it depends on, on you as like your interest, right? If I, I love, I'll give you an example. I love social media, right? And, and, and a lot of times when I mention certain things from social media, the, the first thing that I get out of them is, wow, you have an Instagram account. You have and, Snapchat. And in that, a lot of times I'm like, do I look that old? And, and But it, it's really being, I know I am. Uh, but, um, gosh. Oh, wow, 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 Come wow, here wow. to be insulted, you I know? Listen, um, anyways, you got everything so in this podcast. I think that when you can, when you can somewhat relate to them and understand their language and 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 sometimes act a bit crazy <laughs> like mm -hmm. act a bit their age they will relate to you and they will look up to you and that's and then, not too hard for and you i, right? I remember i, mean, I don't know like... if adriel remembers this but about a year or two ago maybe more we had a student that he taught english i taught french marie i think was her name Adriel and I were talking outside and she passed by us and she came with this ritual dance like my two favorite teachers. Do you remember oh, okay, that? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and she's had just oh my god. Oh yeah, Maria, absolutely. Yeah, Maria? she was an IB student. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. And and she's just having this 
ritual dance around she us. Was was really, she, she was, was having a moment. She was having. She was having a moment. It was. It was a very nice, affectionate so, gesture. There yeah. you go. So that says that both Adriel and I connected to her somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and I, I think it's that sort of like common human element, right? Yeah, there you go. Because there's all these differences in frames of reference and, and familiarity with technology and you know all that stuff. But more fundamental than that is is that we're all humans here. Yeah. We're all human. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. This was good. I think we should do it more often. Uh, you know, uh, today we had the uh, the pizza and beer night. Mm -hmm. I think it was a good night. Mm -hmm. uh, and then having this nice conversation. which I'll cook we... again like that. There you go. <laughs> no, I, I, I was the one cooking today. Come on. Oh, These guys sorry. were slaving when I showed up. This is, <laughs> wow. Holy crap, man. Crazy. Uh, but we were trying. Time is flying, and this was a good conversation. Yes, I think. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, hope the uh, audience uh, has enjoyed it as well. Um, Adriel, uh, we'll have to do another podcast. Absolutely. We were just talking about it. Uh, uh, you know a lot about beer. I got. A, I have a decent knowledge of beer. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. coffee. And some coffee. And yeah. coffee. And Shakespeare. And Shakespeare. Shakespeare. We'll, we'll, do some we'll shake and, everything and together. Yeah. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. Trek. Look at that. We've look got look options. at the topics. We've got options. <laughs> We've got so many creative options here that. And and this is my thing. Uh, I want this podcast to be open to any kind of subject. And we'll try to find a creative spin to every single there one of go. them. Guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. My, My pleasure. Show. Thank you. And uh, again, for you guys at home, continue watching, uh, continue listening to this podcast. Uh, don't forget to download, subscribe, do all the, you know, the usual stuff, clicking, sharing, and telling your friends about this podcast. Can we tell our students? You can definitely tell your yeah. students unless uh, that student Mary is going to listen to this and yeah, she's going to go. She'll, she'll pop oh through that door. Oh my God. Yeah. She'll slide down the stairs and we'll have a dance and a hug in a moment. Yeah. yeah. So uh, aside from that, that's it. We're yeah. off. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank All right. you. Cheers. All right. You're all done.